Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Jason Skizik. Jason is a U.S. Army veteran, coach, and an entrepreneur evangelist. He is a father, husband, fighter, and carrier of heavy things. His company, Spear and Clover, helps businesses with passionate leaders, talented teams, and strong playbooks go from contenders to championship dynasty organizations. You can find Jason on his podcast, Spear and Clover podcast, available on YouTube and all audio platforms. His favorite one-liner is, I help passion, passionate entrepreneurs build the foundations and frameworks they need to make a massive impact in the world. He and his family live in Portage, Indiana. And with that said, Jason, welcome to the program. Rich, thank you so much. That was a lovely introduction. I appreciate you taking the time to honor me like that. Well, you're more than welcome. I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think, as we mentioned before the show, I have a lot in common. But Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. No, so we love to hear your story. You know, tell us about, you know, when you started your company, why you started your company. You know, was it any obstacles you had overcome? And uh, we just want to hear you hear your story. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I feel like if you had asked me this question five years ago, I would have said I started becoming an entrepreneur in 2012 or 2010, maybe. Uh, but actually, the more I've thought about my young life, the more I realized I've always been an entrepreneur, at least in the way that I see it, which is I see the world as it could be, and I can't help but take action right? That's the entrepreneur. And then separately, my whole life, everything I've been passionate about, I try to make money at it, I try to make it a business, right? So when I was a kid, I was into snowboarding. I worked at the snowboard hill. I was into cars. I worked at the shop. I was into clothing in high school and I worked at the mall. Uh, and that never really stopped in my whole life with the exception of joining the army which I did when I was a young man. Uh, when I got back from the army, uh, I did two things. I went to school for finance, thinking that I was going to take over the world of industry uh, from the banking side. Uh, and I started a little dusty CrossFit gym uh, 12 and a half years ago uh, in Chicago with two military friends. And I'll be darned rich if I'd be working on a $10 million deal, a $20 million deal. And all I could think about was my little $9,000 revenue business. Uh, and so ultimately... <laughs> Through a circuitous path, I determined that I was meant to be an entrepreneur. And once I devoted myself to being a full-time entrepreneur, we saw immediate results. Uh, we 10X'd our business inside of 18 months. Um, and then very quickly, uh, I had other gym owners that were coming to me and sort of asking us how we had done it. They had seen our success. They had heard about it in the professional organization I was a part of. Um, and so uh, I was asked to become a coach of entrepreneurs uh, as in a part-time sort of almost like a, like just a part-time, like little side gig, right? Like a hobby. Um, but, but Rich, I've never gotten off of a phone call with an entrepreneur with less energy than when I got on. So very quickly, I knew that I wanted to do this for a long time. Uh, and so I did, I've, I've been coaching entrepreneurs for about four and a half years now. Um, and ultimately, uh, have just recently launched, uh, Spear and Clover and our program dynasty defined for entrepreneurs. So very, very excited to be uh, an entrepreneurial evangelist. Okay. So you obviously hit the passion button, obviously pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Any uh, fears, trepidations, or are you just kind of close your eyes and went all in? Or tell me, because there's just a lot of decisions to be made to jump ship and invest all your energy into one you know, one endeavor. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, for me, uh, I learned this in the military, but I had experienced it through sports, uh, owning a CrossFit gym, but the military was where I really felt it, which is I learned that if I'm with the right people, there's just nothing I can't do. You know what I mean? I learned the value of tribe when I was in the military. You know, we were, uh, while I was deployed to Iraq the second time we were in Tikrit, and there's like 17 of us on this very big Air Force base, um, and we were literally a road crew, we were digging holes, uh, pulling cable for fiber optic team, miles and miles of cable, millions of pounds of dirt moved by hand, a lot of it. Um, and, you know, if, if a drill bit breaks in Iraq, you don't just go to the store. And so we need to make this hole and we don't have a drill bit. We got to figure out how to get through this particular obstacle. And so by by having that experience with a group of people that a I couldn't quit and b I didn't choose uh, and still being able to be succeed in that way um I just have been sort of gifted with this suit of armor that I just believe that with a with a good enough tribe uh and the same intentions and strong intentions we can kind of accomplish anything so no I haven't actually had a ton of fear around entrepreneurship to be honest with you well before I go too far thank you for your service by the way uh oh, thank you rich I think you're worth it thank you thank you very much um, and I love talking to people who are in the military because they do have a lot of these type of stories, team, teamwork, camaraderie, discipline, you know, following a system, which really translate really translates really well into business. Mm-hmm. You know, as you as, as you probably know, I, I help people buy franchises and the franchise companies love veterans for those exact reasons. So I can see it carrying over. Okay, so you've been, been there in four and a half years. You've been in it long enough to look back. Is there any decisions that you made that maybe you would make differently, uh, knowing what you know today? Um, yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur coach for four and a half years. I've been an entrepreneur for 12. Uh, but what I would say in the last four and a half years that I've learned most importantly is as a coach of entrepreneurs, I cannot relieve them of responsibility and ownership. I can give them all of the support that they need. I can help them by asking questions and maybe sharing some experiences or or knowledge that I've gained in my experience. But every time I've tried to deliver a result for a client, for an entrepreneur in particular, uh, it's never good. It it takes it takes away the thing that makes them great, which is the extreme ownership of being an entrepreneur. Um, and so what I have done for me personally, is found ways to work with entrepreneurs to understand what the mission, the mountain they're trying to climb is. And then I just try to act as the shepherd to make sure they don't fall off a cliff on the way. Yeah, good, good, good thing to remember. Um, But you're also successful. Obviously, you're doing doing well, and you've grown a business. What are some decisions that you made that were really the catalyst for your success? Um, I think number one is thinking about uh, really trying to understand my clients. I, I own, I've owned a CrossFit gym for 12 and a half years. And I will tell you right now, uh, if you don't understand culture and tribe and community and how people want to be led and you're not open to that and you try to force it, it will fail. Uh, and so I learned very early on 
Um, a, a quick anecdotal story is we wanted to do a Christmas party. And if I had planned the Christmas party, nobody would have showed up and nobody would have had fun. And so the very first year we created a party planning committee and we just said, all right, these are the two most social and friendly young, you know, relatively good looking females. Uh, and we let them do it. And they took a hundred dollars to the dollar store and we had an absolutely stellar time. And we just knew from that moment forward that it wasn't going to be Jason planning how the events and committees and things went. It was going to be really keeping our ears open and trying to understand exactly how this tribe and community wanted to be led. Um, and that that served us very well. Um, and so if there's anything that a, a successful CrossFit gym owner can be, it's uh, I'm the, I, I have, I have an ability to bring a tribe together and lead them the way they want to be led. And then on a team level, we didn't struggle. I know we're going to talk about this later, but we didn't struggle with attrition since 2020 because we've always had a part-time staff or a, or a less, uh, you know, well-paid staff, which means if we want professionalism out of them, we have to train them in such a way where they feel the empowered to impact people's lives. And they're really bought in with the mission. Uh, and so that definitely has served us as well. Good, good. Yeah, we will get back to that. Thanks for uh, yeah. bringing that up. Um, let's take a little commercial break. Um, a couple of things. I'd like to have you talk about your company, Spear and Clover. I'd love to know what the name was, why that, why that name. Okay, I'd love to hear who your customers are, uh, you know, and anything you want to share about your company, what you do, if any of our listeners could utilize your service, who are you, who would you be looking for? Uh, who would be... Yeah. Who would be one, who would be your customer and then any event or uh program you'd like to promote so this is your, your time take it away this is thank you rich this is great i'm actually just going to read something because i have something prepared uh entrepreneurs does any of this sound familiar have you hired only a players purchased the latest fire plays from so-called gurus consistently almost become an elite organization only to have it result in talented employees regressing to mediocrity tacticals plays spiking performance and then fading away quickly managers losing discipline and hunger and then either leaving or just coasting do you really think the difference between you and the industry leading team is a hire or a slick new marketing play that's the same tired crap my Chicago Bears have shoved down my throat for over 30 years. Meanwhile, the Green Bay Packers have had two coaches in 50 years. They've had two coach, two quarterbacks for 20 years, and they're a contender no matter who's on the field every single year. Many leaders buy the best playbooks, they draft the best talent, and they hire the best coaches, and year after year, they return without trophies. Who could blame them? Most business coaches, consultants, and so-called gurus only sell tactical playbooks designed to provide a brief spike followed by a return to business as usual. The truth is winning is simple. You need a clear North Star supported by managers and role players that have absolutely zero uncertainty about how they can help the team win today. Our simple program helps you become a dynasty organization from top to bottom. Dynasty Defined not only helps you structure a team that's capable of consistently winning championships, but once you do, they'll be writing their own playbooks, recruiting the best talent, and calling their own plays from the field. The choice is yours. Continue to hope that the next hire or brand new marketing play will finally solve all your problems or commit to winning permanently, roll up your sleeves, and let's get started defining your dynasty. So I don't know if that was a little more formal than you were looking for, but that's well, what we did. That was, about, that was about the best commercial break I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And being a Chicago Bears fan and my son-in-law being a Packers fan, you spoke right to my heart. 
So uh, that's exactly yeah. right. Well, you know, and I, can I unpack that for you real quick? Yeah, that's, sure. That was what came to me is I, I, I took a year retirement between my, I sold two businesses in the last couple of years. And I took one year off to spend time with my, my family and start a podcast. And when I went to think about what I would start next, I, I made, I asked myself one question. It was, what would I stand on a mountaintop and beat my chest and fight over? Like, what would I defend? And those things are kind of boring, right? Their core values, their mission, foundations, the foundations of a business that, like I said in that ad read, they, that people don't typically find sexy. But in sports, we do. In sports, we flock to those things, those dynasty organizations, you know, the New Zealand All Blacks or the LA Lakers or the New York Yankees or the, you know, Dallas Cowboys. And so that's where Dynasty Defined came from was, you know, in business, maybe people don't think of it in that way, but our culture has promoted this idea of a dynasty um, in a very sexy way. So I thought that um, would speak to my avatar, which is folks like that are listening right now. Yeah, yeah. We actually, my son-in-law and I had a good conversation about our sports teams, and he made exactly that point. The Packers had whatever three quarterbacks in twenty years, and Chicago's had like thirty. So, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and how does that work? But so uh, fantastic analogy. Um, okay, so here we are, two thousand twenty-two. You've been in business long enough. You've uh, re uh, made it through one uh, great recession we've had, but yeah. I've never seen a year where we've had so many headwinds at the same time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're all navigating. I'm navigating. You are. Everybody on this podcast who's been one of my guests are navigating. But I'd like to hear what you're doing. Uh, do you see this as a time to grow, to invest, to expand? Is this time to retreat, to hunker down? You know, um, how do you, how are you navigating this time for your business? I'm not immune to fear when, when I see headwinds coming or obstacles or struggle. But very quickly when 2020 happened and continuing to this day, it occurred to me that in any sort of macro environment, it's not the macro environment I have to be concerned with. It's my competitors. And if I can solve problems better and, and, and execute at a higher level and show up every day in as a, as a more professional and better, better version than my competitors do, I have nothing to worry about. If I can show up for my team in a better way than my competitors show up for their team, well, then my people will stay and their people may want to come over to me. And so in, what I've found is just, it's the old story about when you're at a campsite and a bear walks in, you don't have to be faster than the bear, right, Rich? You just have to be faster than the other campers. And so, you know, when I, when, when they shut us down, you know, I just, I just knew instinctively that there's just no way that everybody in my industry was going to out outperform me. Uh, and I, I do, and I know that not because of like some inherent confidence. I know that because of the, 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 the day in and day out training that we do, the thought that goes into it, the, the, the care and the time that myself and my team put into what we do, whether you're talking about fitness or whether you're talking about helping entrepreneurs, there's just nobody that's going to, that's going to beat me. Just like nobody's going to beat Kobe Bryant at the free throw line. He takes a thousand free throws after he wins the game. He's not focused on winning the game. He's focusing on making it that he could never miss. He could never put himself in a situation where, where that would be a problem. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It does. And if you look at any great athletes, Tiger Woods hits a thousand golf balls before he goes out there and golfs. Now, yeah. I love the fact, I love the, uh, the thought, you know, if we say from the COVID era, the strong survived and thrived. You know, the weak went away, the, the stronger kind of gobbled them up. 
But strong doesn't necessarily mean size. It just means attitude and mindset. Mm -hmm. And I love your mindset about saying, you know what, it's, it's going to be a tough time. So I just have to outperform my competitor. And, uh, and you don't have to have a national organization to say that. You just need to be focused on the free throw and get it done and don't miss. Yeah. And I, and I would also add, it, it, it's actually, I feel almost the opposite about a really thriving economy. You can get lucky in a thriving economy. Luck is my enemy, Rich, because I don't need to get lucky because I do actually, I am who I say I am. And I do the things that I say I do, which means that if you could confuse me for somebody else, because we're in an environment where the economy is better, that actually is a, is a liability more than it's a, a um, than it's an asset for me. I like that. Luck is my enemy. I heard the other day at a meeting, someone said, hope is not a plan. And uh, <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> so luck is my enemy. You're right. If you just start sit back on, and uh, sit back on your laurels, uh, maybe you'll win, but uh, you're, you won't be set up for any time in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're navigating it with some energy or you've taken, taken the same discipline you did back in COVID as saying just, just, just out, you know, you're carrying that imagine through no matter what the economy is, just outperform a competitor, focus on what's in front of me and do it better than somebody else. Um, how do you, how do you stay focused? Do you, are you a reader? Do you have mentors? Do you, uh, you have certain disciplines in life? How do you, you know, you got to wake up on Monday, Monday, Monday morning and carry the charge into the, into the team. So how do you do that? Well, so there, I would say there's three prongs to that. Number one, uh, one of my core values is what gets me out of bed in the morning. And that's invested. I'm invested personally in my clients results, in my business, in my legacy, in my family, in my fitness and my health. Uh, so invested is, is that answer. Uh, number two, uh, I, I listened to 69,000. I just found this out yesterday. I listened to 69,000 hours or minutes of, uh, no hours. I think whatever the Spotify thing was that's on social media right now, I did 69,000 hours of podcasts last year. Uh, and a lot of those were informative and, and focused on entrepreneurship. Uh, and then number three, uh, I'm going to borrow a phrase from my friend, uh, Scott Ferguson, who's also a great podcast host and entrepreneur. Um, he says, plus equals minus, uh, have a mentor. That's your plus somebody that's further down the path than you are. Uh, I currently am in three different, uh, programs that I would call mentorship one for podcasting, one for sort of entrepreneurial networking, uh, and another one for like, uh, building programs and, and, and fulfilling for people, uh, equals is working with peers masterminding. I love, love, love. This is a, a mastermind shirt. My very first one, um, love, uh, engaging with other entrepreneurs in a masterminding way. Uh, I have a mastermind of my own that I'm trying to build a community and a tribe around that idea. Um, and then minus reaching down further behind you in the path and helping somebody who's working hard like hell to try and catch up to you on the trail. Um, and I have a small group that I mentor, uh, that are local guys that are younger entrepreneurs. And I've just found maybe maybe the most uh, reward from doing that because it, it helps me to, I feel good for helping somebody, but it also helps me to look at things with fresh eyes from different angles. So the dimension with which I understand the things that I previously thought I knew uh, has increased substanti substantially since I started doing that more. Okay. So I, I don't know how you're going to do this. 69,000 hours of podcasts. So does anything stick it out? It must have been minutes. I, I think it must have been <laughs> or minutes. Or even minutes. You say it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> 69,000 of anything. How was that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything stick out from all that uh, learning last year, or I'd say year to date, um, that's really kind of just like you would say, you've learned something that you just kind of really held on to. Yeah. Three things. Two books and an idea. Uh, I'll mm -hmm. give you the idea first. 
I'm convinced that wisdom does not come from new knowledge. I sort of just spoke about that with the with the mentees, right? Uh, I'm convinced that wisdom comes from re-examining things you once knew or identified. And so I'm rereading more books than I'm reading new. I'm rereading. I reread several books last year, some of my favorites and a few that just had been a while um, and got so much dimension from doing that. That's the first idea. And then the two books that I read last year, they were one was a reread and one was not. Uh, Essentialism uh, is a fantastic uh, book for entrepreneurs who want to cut through kind of the BS and really just get to what I call winning is simple which is, you know, kind of our, our tagline for my business. Um, and then the third book is uh, Never Split the Difference by uh, by Chris Voss, which I just reread um, and just absolutely love. Yeah, I've read both those books and I love both those books. Yeah. You know, my whole negotiating yeah. strategy for years was is, is, uh, getting to yes until I, until I read his his book, Never Split the yeah. Difference. And he had a lot more on the Yeah, yeah he had a lot more on the line than I did. So when, when he was negotiating hostages, uh, t- type situations. So uh, yeah. fantastic. Okay, so our listeners are twofold. Jason, they are people like yourself who own companies. And I really kind of say, you know what, I do think this is a good time to invest. I'm maybe thinking about adding an additional revenue stream, not really sure. Uh, what would you say to them? It'd be one question. And the other li- group of listeners are people at corporate America saying, you know what, is this time? The economy is crazy. You know, should I jump off? I've always wanted to be my own boss. Speak to them too. So two different type of listeners. Yeah. So for that first person, if you're already a successful entrepreneur or just an ongoing entrepreneur, um, I'll kind of get tactical here. I would say if you're in these two camps, then these are two opportunities for you. Number one, if you have cash, Right now, it's the time to get into physical assets, right? Uh, cash is cheap. Assets are going to continue to to hold value and, and, exp- and expand. So yes, absolutely. If you're sitting on cash, expand. If you're not, I wouldn't be borrowing money to try and expand into uh, you know, revenue streams at the moment personally. Um, and then the second group of those people, same people, uh, would be if you're a subject matter expert, there is a enormous untapped resource in gaining notoriety, uh, platforming yourself and, uh, and monetization of that. And we're doing it right now, Rich. Uh, you don't have to have a podcast to be on podcasts talking about the thing that you're passionate about and you're an expert in. And so if you're listening to me talk and you're like, oh, I could do that, you could. And I would love to tell you how to do it. It's actually, it's not something I sell. It's just, I'd love to tell you how to do it. I mean, Rich and I do it. Uh, and, and I'm sure I can just tell by the look on your face. We love it. Uh, and and uh, there's a lot of folks out there who just need this little push. If you're that person and you really know something and you you can talk about it well, um, going on as a guest is terrific because you just get to pull the pin on the grenade and then walk out, right? You get to go show up to the show. And now when I leave today, Rich has to figure out how to get it edited, how to promote it, how to find the audience and all of those other things. Uh, and I just had to show up um, and and talk, you know, talk uh, with him. The second group uh, is people that are entrepreneurs. And I would just say this, number one, uh, no, no thing that I can tell you is going to motivate you to whether you should or shouldn't be an entrepreneur. I would just illuminate one thing for you as you t- decide to make that decision. There's three ways that you can make money uh, broadly. One is to be employed by a company where you have a limit on your upside, but you have this backstop of security. You have benefits and a salary and a guaranteed this, and you don't have to make payroll for a bunch of people. Boom, boom, boom. That's great. 
Uh, not my choice, but it's great. Uh, number two is you can be an entrepreneur where you create a money machine and you feed that money machine and it grows wealth for you. That's great too. That's my preferred method of life. Uh, the third is the one that so many people set out to be entrepreneurs and end up falling in, and that's self-employed. In self-employed life, you get the worst parts of both of those things. You get to energize a job every single day and do the work, but you never get any backstop or security or benefits at all. And so my recommendation, unless you're just super passionate about doing the oil changes, is to either work for Lube Pros or start a competitor. Mm. That's uh, really well said, by the way. Oh, thanks. I'm, man. Gl I'm glad I got this recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, Rich. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was very, very well said. Uh, my guess is do you do you, in your coaching program, do you move people from self-employed to entrepreneur? Pretty much, yeah. 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 So what I do is, as, as we talked about earlier, is I help them to build dynasty organizations that will continue to win championships and work their way into the Hall of Fame without reliance on anybody that's on the field or anybody calling the place. Perfect. I want to zero in again on who your customer is. So make sure people who are listening. Is it a, um, a solo entrepreneur? Um, is it a certain size companies, so many employees, certain revenue size? Who is your customer? Um, so I'll give you the, the stats first and then I'll describe them. So typically I say, you know, 500,000 to $3 million uh, revenue companies that are service minded. Um, it doesn't have to just be a service business uh, and they're passionate about the thing that they do. Um, but what I would really say is if you're the type of person who can break through walls and has to wear all the hats and you have magic between your ears, that's what got you from point zero to point one. It's what's stopping you from getting to point two and three and beyond. And so what I do is I help those folks to take the magic from between their ears, pump the brakes for a second, codify that magic into science, and now we can scale it to a team and then the world. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Imagine, I would say for the sole entrepreneurs, uh, the independent consultant, you know, or whatever, um, are they stuck in the self-employed box or can they get to the entrepreneur box? Um, it just depends. I mean, you know, anybody can, I, I just had a, okay, perfect. I literally before this call, just got off the call with somebody who I won't mention, but what they, what they do is, is they create programs that takes that magic and puts it into video form and worksheet form and seminar form and, and tries to recreate that. What is a book? A book is, you know, some expert who's a magician scaling their impact by codifying that magic into science. What I'm doing is helping to do that for entrepreneurs in sort of a day in and day out basis. Right. Um, and so anything that I do, and I learned that from, from this group, from the, the Barbell Mastermind I went to. Anything that I do, I'd like to do it once if I can. And I'd like to mm. do it once really, really well, and then build the scaffolding of a system, whether that's an employee or leveraging technology or whatever it may be, in order to not have to do it again. And so that's sort of the way that I look at things. The, the two words that echo in my brain all the time, Rich, are, are scale. How can I scale this? And undeniability. How can I become undeniable in what I do? And so we're trying to do that. Yeah, you said earlier on, and I think you called it a spike, a brief spike. I have seen that so many times. It's like taking a course or seminar. You come back, you go on Friday and have that great course. And by Monday, you, you forget all about it. And 
and uh, and it fizzles out pretty quickly. Uh, that's pretty yeah. much the routine. Uh, so good con- good coaches, good consultants, good uh, people, management companies who can help people maintain that or grow from that and not have it as be a spike is uh, definitely a talent. So uh, uh, sounds like you have exactly what people need in that particular case. Jason, this is fun. I think I could stay on here forever talking with you. I think we have a lot of synergy and thought in mind, I which agree. we could do another yeah, time. But uh, for the show purposes, we need to wrap it up. Uh, if people would like to do business with you, would like to more know more about your services, what are what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Well, the first thing I want you to do is if you're still listening to this podcast and you've listened to any of the other ones, you like this show. And so I'd like for you to go to Rich's website, go to his his podcast page, subscribe, like, follow, and share it with a friend because he is pouring his, his heart into this program to give it to you for free. Um, and if you still have energy, then you can find me at www.spearandclover.com. Uh, my platform of choice is Instagram. I'm Spear and Clover or Jason Skisick on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn uh, and as well as any other um, platforms socially. Uh, I have a YouTube channel and I'm I, my podcast comes out weekly uh, and it's available across all uh, audio platforms. Perfect. And we'll put all that in the notes as well. But I didn't, you know, I forgot to get clarity on this question. Spear and Clover. Oh, come good, on. Good, you got to give us, you, you can't leave this hanging. How'd you get that name? Okay. So Spear and Clover is a tattoo on my forearm. It's a, it's a symbol. If you remember, Prince was the artist formerly known as Prince. This is my mm-hmm. personal symbol. It's, it's existed since long before I started a podcast or created a business. Uh, and what it stands for, it's a core value tattoo. So I live here in the Indiana Dunes National Park. That's my backyard. And so every week as an entrepreneur, I go on a solo mission, uh, which is a ruck march with my dogs. And I go for a ruck march. So one day I was going on an 11 mile ruck march. I had a 40 pound pack on my back and a 40 pound log on my shoulder. And I'm military mindset. I'm laser focused on achieving my goal. I'm hoofing. And the dogs, they're spirit of the puppy. They're running out into the woods and then they come back and check on me. They're running out into the woods and they come back and check on me. They're having the time of their life. And they probably did 22 miles that day. And so it just occurred to me in that instant, Rich, that that's me at my best. I'm not just laser focused on achieving my goals at all costs, but I'm also taking time to enjoy life as it's happening. I'm high energy. I'm meeting new people. I have hobbies. I do jujitsu four days a week, usually, uh, and, and, and kickboxing. I schedule in those things before I schedule in my time for work. And so it's really important for me personally, but also the people that come on my show. And a lot of times the people that I work with in my business, um, that they're not just executing at a high level. They're also taking time to live a full and happy life. That's fantastic. Jason, thank you again on behalf of our listeners here for you to take your time and to share your wisdom. And uh, I'm forever grateful for your service in the military. I, I never want to take that for granted. Rich, thank you so much. And I am forever grateful for you bringing me onto your show and lending your your audience to me for this hour. Great. Well, have a great day. You too, sir. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag getitdone 
entrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.